Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Debbie Gunson, your presenter, and you're listening to the CPT Cycling on the Rivets podcast. Let's go. I'll be asking questions to coach Richard Rollinson, who is the founder of CPT Cycling. He is a former UCI level racer and has coached multiple national champions. We will be discussing various topics in the world of cycle coaching to help you become a faster, smarter cyclist. Getting a bike fit is the only way to truly individualise your position on the bike. We are all very different in our biomechanics. Let's chat with Coach Richard to help us understand more about the importance of a bike fit. Richard, your thoughts on this? Hi everyone. This podcast, I really want to just get to grips with some of the basics of bike fit really. We'll be going into a a lot more detail onto this subject um, in future podcasts. So doing doing a basic bike fit, it's a matter of um, what, what order you do the process in and looking at each contact point. So the first thing we do is want to be fitting a rider to the bike, not the other way around. So the first thing to do is to assess um, the rider's alignment, get a, a history of any any injuries, which is which is a big one because although um, you know we ideally you want to be correcting um, people's misalignments, injuries, that sort of thing with um, physiotherapy th- first, and that should be encouraged with what we have to work with with a rider's position is is what you've got to work with at that point in time and then yeah when we're doing a bike fit or looking at feedback from from a rider's position some riders where i'm not actually physically able to be there with them but they want some feedback on their position you will be seeing we have got um quite a few plans for doing um full-on virtual bike fit you'll you'll see this later down the line this will be a, a service that we're we're looking to launch later on and yeah stay tuned for for um podcast later on to, to see how that's possible it definitely does take a while to to get used to a new position if it if it is a drastic or even if it's minor so be a case of uh just troubleshooting and um if there are certain things like um I had a rider last week that was uh had a hamstring pull after they'd done a VO2 max test. Uh, so little things like that. Sometimes um, we know if the riders had a bike fit or not. So yeah, we, the first thing, the first question I'd ask there is, um, is, is your saddle too high? E- either way, if, if they're having a bike fit or not, or if they're getting bike position feedback through a coaching package, then knowing their injury history is is really crucial. This affects how they are then positioned on the bike what what we're changing to the bike to fit uh the biomechanics of of their body which makes it unique because even any injury anywhere on the body is gonna misalign you on the bike a lot of people might be wanting to bike fit themselves is that necessarily a good idea uh yes and no if the if their position is is quite a way out then and anything could be of benefit you want to leave it at least a month for the the position to settle in to, for you to actually get new uh, used to the new position you it takes you just as long as it does to get used to the right 
position as it does to a wrong position. So you can be in a wrong position for years and, and feel comfortable in that. And then it might be doing you damage injury wise, pedal strike by pedal strike, or it could be uh, not, not as efficient um, for your power or your aerodynamics. So you, you, you know, you, you've seen when I've bike fitted somebody and, and within a month they've, they've changed. We've gone out for a coach ride and then they're saying, oh, I'm not quite feeling okay and um, like okay you're still getting used to the position and um, the next question is have you changed anything on your bike when that answer is yes because it might feel like it's better you've you've then you've really got to trust in the process of the bike fit that we made the best positional change possible but also as well leave it at least that that few weeks to to get used to it and once you trust in the process then and you come out the other side and you get used to the new position then you're in comfort again optimal with your performance and also minimizing injury as well yeah again it's really individual as well like i say we're fitting the bike to the rider not the rider to the bike saddle height first get a basic saddle height so there's a there's a few methods to this quite a few methods um we're looking at somewhere in the region of 25 to 35 knee bend at the six o'clock position yeah this can be measured out statically on a trainer a better way of doing that is with a video where you can plot the angle to the rider as they're riding because the um sometimes if you do it statically it won't always give you the best indication of where your knee bend is because you can be changing the position of your foot to where it naturally is when you're still going through a pedal stroke we look at that first and then look at cleat position how that's uh, changing your foot angle and knee angle as well and then once we've done that then go to the front end last because that also must have an effect if you've got one leg i'm shorter than the other yeah well, there's there's many different ways you can do that of course you, you can put cleat spaces in there's other things you can do even down to the front end where you position the your, your levers you could you can go one slightly higher than the other uh, and that not only just changes where your upper body position is because it's all connected so what is a different angle on your arms then go through your torso goes through your hips goes down through the whole way through the body any misalignment so yes we want to be correcting the body through physio first and foremost but looking at what we're actually dealing with at any one point in time if the rider is misaligned we want to be trying to correct that as much in the bike fit so we're, we're kind of fitting the bike slightly wonky to counteract asymmetries in, in anybody's body and then so then everything get, it is much straighter and, and symmetrical on the bike that's what you did on um, my bike, wasn't it? Before surgery and after surgery with my knee, we moved the levers to counterbalance everything and it worked really well. Yeah, after your, your cruciate operation, yeah, we, your whole bike was kind of set up wonky and then your knee got completely straightened in the operation. We did nothing to the bike, took a video of you on the trainer and everything was completely <laughs> different and then we had to do a completely different bike fit so fitting the rider to the bike we had something completely different to deal with didn't we yeah when, when we go on to the front end then stem length is it's a tricky one um, there, there is there's many different options here and one of the things you want to look at is what sort of a position does the rider want to want to be in? Do they want more comfort? Do they want more aerodynamics? You've also got to look at the the proportion of the the length of the rider, how 
how tall they are and the proportion of the size of the, the bike and the frame and everything else has got to be in proportion to the stem length as well. And so generally a, a slightly longer stem on a, on a road bike will be uh, more stable at high speed and it will also allow you to, to sit further forward. So we've looked at saddle height and then one, we've got a basic indication of that. So once we've done the front end, we might need to go back to saddle height, setting a, a stem length that, that suits the rider's riding style uh, and what they want to get out of the fit again fitting fitting the proportions of the uh, the rider's body to the bike we decide on that on the, on the length also on the rise as well bar width has an impact as well on reach a lot of people don't think about that i mean there's a trend for going slightly narrower now which i definitely think is a good thing on a drop barred bike on a flat bar bike it's much uh, more beneficial to go wider you've got more leverage and uh, that, that's a whole nother subject so yeah if, if you're going for a, a narrower bar what that then does is that pushes you um further back slightly it's very subtle but that's something that you need to take into consideration once we've got the reach sorted uh, and the other thing as well is with a with a slightly narrower bar and the drops you're not getting the leverage from the width of the bar on a drop barred bike you are on a flat barred bike but not with with a drop barred bike, the leverage the leverage comes from the side. So then it's then just a question of uh, of aerodynamics. And then yeah, there is the other argument that if you go narrower on your bars, a lot of people say that makes your elbow stick out a lot more. Yes, that's true. If you if you don't change any other position on your bike, if you're not changing anything with your saddle fore and aft, if you're not changing anything with saddle height. Yes, that's true. So then what we do is if, if your elbows are sticking out too much, if you, we've gone with a narrower bar, you then put your saddle further back to counteract it or you go for a longer stem. So it's all, it's all relative. So when, when we've gone with, we've got a front end that we're happy with, then we can go back to the saddle, check saddle height again, because that may have altered because of the, the front end position we've put in, thing that we've done to the cleats, anything we've done on um, leg length differences, how that's impacted there. And then we go to the saddle fore and aft, how, how, how far forward we are in the saddle, how far back we are in the saddle. That's then dependent from what we've gone with bar width and with stem length then and how that's impacted them. And then one of the last things is setting the angle of your saddle. Now, if you'd asked me this a few years ago, my stock standard answer would have been the saddle is always completely level. The exception to that is if you're going for a lower front end then and a further forward front end, then dip your saddle slightly to round something about three to five degrees pointing down just so everything's in, in line. Because if you've got a lower front end and then your saddle is level, it's almost like you're pitched up, so it just relieves a bit more pressure if your if your saddle is lower down and and your front end is lower down. Yeah, and of course every bike fit is individual, so this is why. And even if I'm just giving bike positioning advice without a bike fit, then yeah, I'd, I'd be taking everything I know about the rider. I've seen anything from their bike fit reports. So a good bike fit will enable increased pedaling economy that's correct isn't it yes yeah, so what, what we're going to cover here i mean um there are i've written two blogs out on on purely on pedaling economy from the looking at it from the perspective of performing the, the pedaling the good pedaling economy and but still 
touching on how that fit relates to that. Uh, the, the way we're going to look at it in this podcast, so that there's a couple of podcasts in, in that's those two subjects as well that, that's on the blog. Just what we're going to touch on here is the initial bike fit and how that is in the future going to enable you to be uh, to carry out that pedaling economy. Because even if you, you, you've got the best technique, the best pedaling technique, and your your bike fit isn't isn't enabling you to and your bike fit isn't correct or optimal then you're not even going to be able to to perform your most economical pedal stroke having that uh, that correct saddle height with that 25 to 35 degree bend in the knee is uh, is the most critical thing to start off with so that that uh, efficient pedaling technique that I'm talking about is starts off if we if you take the top of the pedal stroke we're going um pushing down on the pedals through to just before six o'clock pushing back so there is there is quite a bit of power to be had in the push back before and after the very bottom of the pedal stroke and then once you've pushed back heel up you can then take the pressure off it is more efficient to take the pressure off you're pedaling just on the one side that you're on the back of the pedal stroke with and what that enables you to do is push down harder on the opposing side it's slightly counterintuitive but that that is the most economical way to do it not trying to aim for the maximum amount of average power around the whole pedal stroke that's not the most efficient way to do it so that technique, if say if your instance your saddle is too low, you're going to be going and um, pu- pushing back too far. You, you're pushing back too early in the pedal stroke. If your saddle's too high, you're probably not going to be able to even do that pushback technique at all because you, you're just barely just stretching for the bottom of the of the pedal stroke. Just getting that middle ground of that uh, that saddle height is is the most is the most important thing purely just talking bike fit which is which is all we're going to cover on this subject on this on this particular podcast but yeah we'll go into into greater detail on that on on other episodes once your pedaling technique from your bike fit is correct should this thing give you that nice circle of that that we see in the data of pedaling performance i wouldn't say there's a there is a correct a totally correct way of pedaling and um, we're looking for a certain technique yeah. although that always should be looked to, to work to to be perfected is that's an ongoing process you know within each ride and within each pedal stroke uh, always will look to improve that technique um, and then yeah of course the, the the bike fit is going to enable that There's many ways that we can see that pedaling technique in in various different forms of data of course one of the best ones is the leomo which is giving your foot angular range and also what it calls the dead spots as well yeah what we're saying about with the um trying to get your pedaling circular so that's one of the things you might see on on certain software is this peanut there's many different software that 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 use this I, i wouldn't say aim for as circular pattern as possible what we're aiming for is that not that even and evenness in power through the pedal stroke we're aiming for the most efficient way i believe is unweighting your power on the back of the pedal stroke on one side and then doing it the same on the opposing side so that would be 
some people would look at that as unevenness of power through the pedal stroke which the data will show. That metric that, that you might see from some pedal power meters called pedaling smoothness, um, which I personally call pedaling evenness. I think that's a much better description of what that metric is. That's what we're, we're not necessarily aiming for, that, that consistency through the, the pedal stroke in, in the power. So one of the most relevant metrics, I believe, is one of the ones from WKO, which is the uh, the GPR and the GPA, which is gross power released, gross power absorbed. So the gross power released is all the, that positive power that is actually being used in propelling the bike forward. And the gross power absorbed is anything that you, is power that you are producing, but it's not being used to propel the bike forward that's where you can see a lot more of uh, the result of what uh, how effective your pedaling technique is there's many other more more metrics and um, you will see those metrics or i will see those metrics in wko if if they've got um torque effectiveness and pedal smoothness if they if they measure those and make sure that is uh, switched on in your garmin um especially after a software update in your garmin or your wahoo it might take that setting off always after a software update and your head unit make sure that's turned on and then i'll be able to see that and monitor that through time your technique improves so it's really important to consciously think about how you're pedaling to get that efficiency yes yeah, over the same sort of period of time that you would get used to a bike fit um also as well how you would get used to say if you were pedaling uh, too slow uh, increasing your natural cadence you'd need to do that over a period of about one to two months where you are consciously almost all the time thinking about that pedaling technique or thinking about that that cadence and what, and what you're doing and the more you do that on a conscious level in the short term that will then make the connection in your brain and it will and you will perform the technique um, without even thinking a lot of the time yeah so it doesn't always come naturally it's something that's got to be worked at time to sum up bike fit for now case by case bike fitting is just as an individual as training as we all have our own unique physiology keeping your unique characteristics in mind will help achieve the best fit for you you can find more on this podcast episode on the blog page CPT Cycling is here to help you with your training and racing journey. Podcasts can be found at the bottom of the homepage on the CPT Cycling website.